Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tonight, President Biden's address to the nation, making the case for $100 billion in taxpayer dollars to arm Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. The new details tonight after the State Department issues a worldwide alert, warning American citizens to exercise caution while overseas as tensions rise around the globe. Here are tonight's headlines. Tonight, Israel's army given the green light to go into Gaza, according to an Israeli government official. It's not just the sheer number of reservists who've been called up, but the range in age and experience. Everybody has to be ready to fight, and soon. Humanitarian aid making its way toward Gaza when it's expected to arrive. The breaking news, a U.S. warship intercepts missiles and drones launched from Yemen that may have been heading to Israel. The first American shots fired in what could become a wider war in the Middle East. President Biden's direct appeal to the American people for more funding to the armies of America's allies. What we're learning about his Oval Office address. Held hostage by Hamas, our interview tonight with an American family in Israel. Five of them taken from their home. And the heartbreaking news tonight that two were killed, including a 12-year-old. We have to find a way to say goodbye to these two people and still try to bring the other three home. A travel warning for Americans around the world and a new intelligence bulletin right here in the United States. We are seeing an increase in reported threats against faith communities, particularly Jewish, Muslim, and Arab communities and institutions. Guilty. The guilty plea in the Trump Georgia election case that could lead to his former lawyer testifying against the former president. More chaos in Congress. The latest plan to reopen the paralyzed U.S. House collapses. Good evening.
evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight, President Biden will deliver the second Oval Office address of his presidency, a setting that underscores the seriousness of the message he is trying to deliver, a speech we will cover live here on CBS. The situation in the Middle East is deteriorating. Israeli airstrikes intensifying after the president's visit to Tel Aviv with bombings across the Gaza Strip. And then protests erupting across the Middle East with multiple Arab leaders now calling for demonstrations tomorrow, even as we learn new details about the Gaza explosion. Israeli Defense Force is now saying the blast happened outside of the hospital and Western intelligence indicates Israel had nothing to do with the blast. The State Department issued a rare worldwide alert today for American citizens traveling overseas to exercise increased caution because of the heightened tensions and the concerns of violence against Americans. Also today, a U.S. Navy destroyer living up to its name, firing the first American shots of this conflict, taking down drones and missiles coming from Yemen. Also this new tonight, an official telling CBS News the U.S. is preparing to send two Iron Dome missile defense systems to Israel. We have team coverage tonight, starting with CBS's Charlie Daggett in Tel Aviv. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening to you, Nora. Tensions escalating by the minute across this region tonight, from area demonstrations to fighting on three fronts. While Israeli defense minister tells troops here, you'll soon see Gaza from the inside. The Israeli military resumed its ferocious bombardment of Gaza after the briefest of breaks during President Biden's visit here yesterday. Gaza's health ministry says the death toll has soared to nearly 4,000 if it hasn't topped that already as they count the bodies recovered by the moment. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled to escape the aerial onslaught and find food and shelter ahead of Israel's anticipated ground offensive. Trucks carrying aid lined up in a traffic jam on Egypt's side of the border with Gaza may be ready to roll after a U.N.-brokered deal to allow 20 trucks to cross into Gaza. But international aid agencies say that doesn't come close to meeting the needs of more than one million people displaced within Gaza, nearly half the territory's population. Across to the other Palestinian territory of the West Bank, Israeli army video appears to show a rare Israeli drone strike on a suspected Palestinian gunman following clashes there. Turning north of the country, another flashpoint. Israeli tanks opened fire toward Lebanon after Iranian-backed Hezbollah fired at least 20 rockets and an anti-tank missile into Israeli territory. In Egypt, the president calling for a rare day of protest, adding to pro-Palestinian demonstrations across the region in anticipation of Israel's expected move on Gaza. Jihadist leaders calling for able-bodied men to make their way towards Israel, like those boarding buses in Iraq, others calling for attacks on all U.S. bases in the region. Near the Gaza border, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rallying forces. We're going to win with full force, he shouts to soldiers. Are you ready? Yes, they shout back. 
Today, we visited a military base in the middle of the desert where we watched troops, part of a 300,000 strong reserve force reporting for duty, carrying out close quarter combat training. It's not just the sheer number of reservists who have been called up, but the range in age and experience. Everybody has to be ready to fight and soon. Lieutenant Colonel Daniel Jeff. I think this is a beautiful aspect of Israel. You see where you see people from all ages. You see from all various uh, uh, situations in life uh, coming and united over here with a strong will to protect our country. That strong will is sure to be tested in the days and weeks ahead as Israeli forces engage in a battle that threatens to spread far beyond the narrow territory of the Gaza Strip. The lieutenant colonel told us soldiers are preparing for any contingency, including suicide bombers, roadside bombs. He said this is not a fight in 360 degrees, but 720 drones overhead. And, of course, that vast underground network in Gaza. Nora. Charlie Daggett with that serious reporting tonight. Thank you. Well, in another worrying sign that the U.S. could get pulled into a potential wider conflict across the region, U.S. officials tonight say a Navy warship in the Red Sea intercepted and shot down several missiles and drones that were launched from Yemen. CBS's David Martin reports from the Pentagon that the intended target was believed to be Israel. The USS Kearney fired the American military's first shot in what threatens to become a wider Middle East war shooting down drones and cruise missiles fired in the direction of Israel by Iranian-backed rebels in Yemen. USS Kearney, operating in the northern Red Sea earlier today, shot down three land attack cruise missiles and several drones that were launched by Houthi forces in Yemen. The Kearney, which had been with the aircraft carrier Gerald R. Ford off the coast of Israel, got there just in time. Passing through the Suez Canal on Wednesday, and arriving in the northern Red Sea where it had a clear shot as the drones and missiles flew north. We cannot say for certain what these missiles and drones were targeting, but they were launched from Yemen, heading north along the Red Sea, potentially towards targets in Israel. In the last two days, there has also been a series of drone attacks on American troops in Iraq and Syria, attacks which are usually the work of Iranian-backed militias. One of them turned out to be a false alarm, but resulted in the death of an American contractor who suffered a cardiac arrest. In past attacks, when an American has been killed, the U.S. has retaliated with airstrikes. The Pentagon is considering a retaliatory strike again, but is faced with a dilemma that any military action might set off exactly what President Biden is trying to avoid, a wider Middle East war. Nora? That's why this is significant. David Martin, thank you very much. Tonight, President Biden will lay out the U.S. response to the war with a primetime address to the nation. CBS News has learned the president is prepared to ask Congress for $100 billion for Israel, Ukraine and other security measures. CBS's Weijia Jiang is at the White House with the new details. President Biden's mission tonight to convince Americans and a bitterly divided Congress to keep the money and military hardware flowing to Ukraine and Israel. We're going to keep Iron Dome fully supplied so we can continue standing sentinel over Israeli skies, saving Israeli lives. 
The president will use this primetime address, just his second from the Oval Office, to stress that funding both conflicts is a matter of national security. Ukrainian President Zelensky made his case to Mr. Biden today in a phone call, saying his military desperately needs long-range missiles. The roughly $100 billion aid package proposed by the White House is expected to include at least $10 billion for Israel, $60 billion for Ukraine, and $30 billion for other security priorities like the border and Taiwan, countering Chinese aggression. Republicans in the White House have grown wary of approving more Ukraine aid, so the administration is hoping packaging it with funding for Israel and the border will push it through. Florida Republican Byron Donalds says no. We have to stop this process of bundling in all these disparate issues just to try to get the members to vote for it. I think that is the wrong approach. Connecticut Democrat Chris Murphy said Israel and Ukraine need the money now. We know there's a huge bipartisan majority for Israel aid and for Ukraine aid uh, in both the House and the Senate. So why not just do it all at one time? The White House plans to formally unveil that funding request tomorrow. It's worth noting that approving it requires a fully functioning Congress, which does not exist right now, as there is no Speaker of the House. Nora. Weijia Jiang, thank you. Escalating Mideast tensions not only prompted that rare global travel alert from the State Department, federal law enforcement officials are also warning of potential threats right here in the U.S. Get the details from CBS's Catherine Herridge. With emotions running high at protests across the country, in New York City to Chicago and Washington, D.C., a new federal law enforcement bulletin obtained by CBS News warns individuals or so-called lone offenders inspired by or reacting to the ongoing Israel-Hamas conflict pose the most likely threat to Americans. There are, have been a significant increase in reported threats all across the country. Attorney General Merrick Garland saying today the increased threats target Jewish, Muslim and Arab communities. The intelligence bulletin details reports of physical assaults, bomb threats, and online calls for mass casualty attacks. With metal barricades again securing the U.S. Capitol and armed security at places of worship, a separate alert from New York City police identifies an uptick in violent neo-Nazi messaging online and finds foreign terrorists like al-Qaeda are calling on followers to attack Americans and Western Europeans. current threat environment is dynamic and complex. Javed Ali is a former counterterrorism official. Can Homeland Security stop the violence from coming here? Homeland Security is in an excellent position to, to try and prevent any foreign directed threat from entering the United States. But unfortunately, you can never have 100 percent security in these kind of moments. While there's no specific or credible threat here at home, multiple officials describe the situation to CBS News as evolving with law enforcement on standby, ready to respond. Nora. Catherine Herridge, thank you very much. Tonight, the number of people in Israel taken hostage is on the rise. Officials say that number is now at 203. CBS's Roxana Saberi spoke to one American family in Israel whose hope that loved ones taken by Hamas will return home turned into heartbreak. I think it's everyone's greatest nightmare. It's the outcome Abby Own was dreading. She says Israeli authorities confirmed yesterday they found the bodies of her cousin, 80-year-old Carmela Dan, an Israeli-American citizen, and Dan's 12-year-old granddaughter, Noya. Tell me about Noya. She is a Harry Potter fan. She dresses as Harry Potter. 
She was a 12-year-old with autism. She was very, very close with her grandmother. Your cousin, Carmela, what was she like? She was the matriarch of the family. She and her husband deeply believed in peace, as everyone that lived there did. Own believed Hamas fighters took Carmela and Noya hostage after attacking Dan's kibbutz in southern Israel, where one of every four people were killed or went missing. But Dan's family held out hope she was alive, holding a birthday party for her on Tuesday. We gathered, all of us, to hug each other and to be together and to try to strengthen one another, thinking that she would come home. Do you think she was already dead? We believe so, yes. Owen, who is also Israeli-American, still has three other relatives missing, including this 11-year-old boy, who Owen says appears in this video released by Hamas, along with his big sister and their father. Do you believe that your other three family members are still alive? I do. Roxana Saberi, CBS News, Tel Aviv. And we will bring you President Biden's Oval Office address to the nation with a CBS News special report at 8 p.m. Eastern. Now to a major development in Georgia's election interference case. Attorney Sidney Powell, a key figure in former President Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election, has pleaded guilty in a Fulton County courtroom. CBS's Robert Costa reports on what this could mean for her co-defendants, including the former president. Sidney Powell, the conspiracy peddling former attorney for former President Donald Trump, sat in a Fulton County courtroom today and admitted to her role in the breach of voting systems in Georgia. Are you pleading guilty today because you agree that there is a sufficient factual basis, that there are enough facts that support this plea of guilty? I do. Powell was sentenced to six years probation, will pay thousands in fines, and write an apology letter to the citizens of Georgia. Along with Trump, she was one of 19 defendants in the case brought by District Attorney Fonnie Willis. Powell agreed to testify truthfully against her co-defendants at future trials. If I'm Donald Trump or I'm Donald Trump's lawyer, I would certainly not be happy. Beyond Georgia, Powell was a central figure in pushing Trump's false election denial claims. President Trump won by a landslide. In a now infamous December 2020 Oval Office showdown, Powell pushed to seize voting machines to look for fraud. And although Trump entertained her conspiracy theories, some White House lawyers were appalled. What they were proposing, I thought was nuts. Powell's impact on Trump and others in the case could be significant. You were ever in the room with Sidney Powell. You are very, very nervous now. In exchange for no jail time, Powell pleaded to reduce charges just one day before jury selection was set to begin in her trial. And sources close to former President Trump tell me her testimony will be closely watched by his inner circle. I bet. Robert Costa, thank you. Well, tonight, more twists and turns and growing frustrations as the Republican-led House tries to elect a new speaker and get back to business. Congressman Jim Jordan, in a major reversal, is now pushing for a third vote to try and win the gavel. Earlier today, Jordan said he would support having interim speaker Patrick McHenry lead the House temporarily. But some fellow Republicans revolted against that plan. It is not clear at this hour when the next vote will be held. The nation's largest pharmacy chain is pulling some of the most common cold and cough medications from its shelves. We'll explain why next. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great-tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms 
who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find organic Valley dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The drugstore chain CVS is pulling some of the most widely used decongestants from its shelves and will no longer sell them. The company says it will stop selling certain pills, syrups and liquids that have oral phenylephrine as the only active ingredient. This comes just over a month after an FDA panel determined that those over-the-counter cold and cough medications are not effective. Fans of the Rocky movies are mourning the death of actor Burt Young with Rocky himself paying tribute. That's straight ahead. Tributes are pouring in for actor Burt Young, who was best known for being in Rocky Balboa's corner in six of the Rocky movies. If I could just unzip myself and step out and be someone else, I want to be you. You're real hot, Rock. Young's family reveals he died earlier this month. Sylvester Stallone posted a photo of himself and Young saying, quote, you were an incredible man and artist. I and the world will miss you very much. Young's performance as Rocky's brother-in-law, Paulie, earned him an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Burt Young was 83. Another WNBA championship was in the cards for the Las Vegas Aces. That's next. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Finally tonight, the Las Vegas Aces drew another winning hand, capturing their second consecutive WNBA championship last night. Lady to the corner, loose. No! The Aces, led by Aja Wilson, made a thrilling comeback to edge out the New York Liberty 70-69, becoming the first team in the league to win back-to-back championships in 21 years. With their core group of players all in their prime and set to return, the Aces are poised for a possible three-peat next year. Congratulations. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Becca, what's, what's up? So The Late Show Pod Show is everything you love about The Late Show on oh, a I podcast. Want, I want to know about you. Oh. Enough. We, 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 people see everybody in an ad talks about the thing they're trying to sell. Oh. I'd like to know about you, the person behind creating the podcast. I'm having a really good day. Barry baked some bread and my friend Kara got me some chicken salad. It's a really nice day in the office today. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.